Welcome, everyone. I'm Daniel Joseph, and you're on the Corner Fringe. Thank you for joining me today. We are currently looking at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and we're looking at that second horse that goes forth, the, the rider on a red horse, and he takes peace from the earth. He wields this uh, very vicious sword. Well, we're gonna kinda, uh, we're gonna build upon what we looked at last week, and I want to open up today by giving you some commentary on communism. This comes from Stormer. This and, and this is important. This hails all the way back in the '60s, as he looked out and he's he's watching communism. He he studies how it works, how it infiltrates. Uh, this is what he said. He said, communism is a disease of the intellect. It promises universal brotherhood. It promises peace. You think about that. You think, I mean, who doesn't want peace? Well, the communists say, we have the way to peace. To true peace, we have it. And prosperity. See, all you got to do uh, is uh, join our club, join our team, promote communism, accept communism, and guess what? It's free health care for the rest of your life. It's going to be amazing. It's free college. You won't have to pay for anything. You won't have to pay for a phone. This is incredible. This is what it promises. To lure humanitarians, it works, and idealists into participating in a conspiracy which gains power through deceit and deception, and it stays in power with brute force. Now listen carefully, because this sums it all up. Communism promises utopia. So here's what communism figured out. All you need to do is tell people what they want to hear. Of course we want to hear, we want peace. Of course we want prosperity. Who doesn't want prosperity? And, of course, communism, they'll tell you, well, let's just redistribute the wealth. Let's just take it from the rich. Let's take it from those who, who worked very hard to get where they're at. And let's take all their money and we'll redistribute that. And we'll give that to all the lower class so that we can, we can take care of everyone. And see, here's the problem with that, which is it's the antithesis to the biblical model. I'm just going to tell you that and most people here, oh yeah, where you have those who have giving to those who have not, that sounds very biblical. It couldn't be farther from biblical truth. And let me explain why. When communism, just look at historically, when communism takes from the rich, that doesn't go to the bourgeoisie. It doesn't go to the kulaks. It doesn't go to the poor. Oh, no, 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 no. That gets distributed to the state. They keep it for themselves. The elites take it. This is a highway. This is what you call robbery. So it's not, they're not concerned about the poor. They're of no concern. Communism has no concern for the well-being of their people. This is a historical fact. This is a fact today. All right? Whereas the biblical model, guess what? The biblical model comes forth and people that do have out of their heart because they have the love of Jesus they have Yeshua in their heart they're concerned about the the well-being of others they put the interest of others before their own and so out of what they have they willingly give and that is the most beautiful 
methodology. And I'm going to say this. Historically, in this country, I challenge you to look in other parts of the world. The government cannot even come close to accomplishing what the church accomplishes it. And actually, many times the government has come out and recognized this, this fact. Churches have this unique way of dealing with society so successfully when, in fact, these churches are operating properly. They have an amazing impact on their communities. And history proves this. But this is not communism. Communism knows nothing of biblical ethics, morality, or the other. They have no concept of that. It's, it's a total farce. And so as Stormer says here, this is what it promises. Just tell the people what they want to hear, and it's going to be just fine. But as he continues, look at what he says. But... It has delivered mass starvation, poverty, and police state terror to its own people and promoted worldwide strife and hatred by pitting race against race, class against class, all those wealthy people. They're, your, they're our problem. They have our money. This is what it does. And religion against religion. Now, you got to remember, this was written back in the 60s as he's analyzing this ideology that is absolutely demonic from the pit of hell. And he sees this is what they're doing when they want to come and usurp and undermine a country that is free from communism. It's simple. Just come in, pit class against class, pit race against race. Now, does that... That narrative seem familiar to you right now? Because all you need to do is look at what's happening right now in this country. And this is exactly, per their plan, this is exactly what's unfolding right before our eyes. Absolutely incredible. It's what communism does. Look at this headline. This is just recent. Tucker Carlson, liberal media are thrilled with division, want people to hate one another. I'm not going to get into the, the article itself or show you the video, but uh, the headline says it all. You see, Tucker Carlson recognized, he's recognizing that the liberal left, this media, is cultivating a society of division and hate. This is what it's doing. He is seeing this. It's open. It's overt. People are seeing this. This is now getting more and more common where people are having scales ripped off their eyes and say, you guys are not doing right. You know, there's a Bible verse that's so powerful that speaks to me in these days. And that is Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. And so when I see strife and chaos and violence, I know where it comes from. It comes from the heart a very, very vile heart, a heart that is filled with hatred. This is not of God. It will not promote godliness. It certainly will never promote peace. See, communism goes, takes you from revolution of chaos to total oppression. I mean, it's absolutely vile. I love this quote by Joseph Pulitzer. 
He says our republic and its press will rise and fall together. See, Pulitzer recognized that if our press becomes corrupted, that powerful arm of great influence can take the nation down. We've seen it before. Look at Germany. Absolutely. I mean, you think of all the Jews that were integrated into German society that had German friends. And, and the Jews were very productive in society, making up doctors and lawyers, etc. And they had many, many German friends. They were completely integrated. But through this diabolical propaganda of brainwashing, they somehow got many of them to turn. Now, there was a few that did not. But many of them turned through propaganda against the people that they were friends with, that they ate with, that they did business with. Because the propaganda was so convincing that it took hold of it and divided. And it started to cause strife and hatred started to fester. Propaganda is powerful. I could not possibly spend enough time telling you the power of propaganda. There is a reason that Yeshua says, go out into all the nations and preach the gospel, bring the gospel, the words of Jesus, Yeshua, to the world. Because words are powerful. They can be used for good and they can be used for evil. And sometimes I, I think we don't put the power of our words into proper perspective and we do a massive disservice to ourselves, but to others around us as well. I want to share an interview with you in light of what we opened up with today and in light of what we actually see happening right now and really with this whole insane notion of what uh, this this rhetoric that we have heard recently, especially if you're, you know, this is right in my hometown. Uh, but this has to do with the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, let me show you what Chris Cuomo said. And, and Chris Cuomo, he was a host on CNN. And he's interviewing Lisa Bender, who is actually the president of the Minneapolis City Council. And so take a look at this. When you say you see someday being police-free, that sounds aspirational. A utopian concept where nobody's committing any crime. Now, again, I, I tell you, and I hate to beat a dead horse here, but you cannot make this stuff up. Okay, when John Stormer's looking at communism and how it infiltrates, he recognizes it goes out, it promises utopia. And here you have the Minneapolis uh, Council that are proposing that we disband the police department. That this is a, a great idea. And this Chris Cuomo is looking at this and, 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 and he's speaking to Lisa Bender at this time. And he's like, it sounds utopian to me. That's because that's what she's promising. That's what the communists will promise. Absolutely. Oh, it's a wonderful thing to get rid of the police department. Well, listen to her reply. I'm just going to give you a part of her reply. I think the idea of having a police-free future is very aspirational. And I am willing to stand with community members who are asking us to think of that 
as the goal. In other words, I mean, did you hear that? In other words, she's saying, I'm willing to stand with anyone who's as delusional as I am. This is what she's in, in, in basically coming out and saying. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. How it, can they think like this? How is it that they can even present this stuff without laughing? Or nay, I say crying. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, you want to unpen or you pen law and order? Take away the police department. Let me share this little statement with you. This is Lenin, quoting Lenin. We do not believe in eternal morality. Our morality is entirely subordinated to the interest of the class struggle. And Stormer responds to this, accepting this concept of morality. The communists teach that all is right, which advances the cause of socialism. All is wrong, which impedes its progress. In other words, you can have people that sound absolutely insane making statements and yet they're dead serious like this Lisa Bender who thinks it's absolutely a fantastic idea that we just get rid of the police department that makes so much sense she can say this with a straight face because it's all about communism it's about accomplishing, undermining our society or our government as a whole, our republic, and implementing this ideology. That is what is going on here. And it is frightening to see that it's actually working, that people are buying into this delusion. Sheriff Clark, and it's actually David Clark, You'd have to loathe black people to defund police. Now, keep in mind, um, Sheriff Clark is very respected, and it is important to note here, uh, based upon this statement, that he himself is black. And he's listening to the rhetoric coming from this Minneapolis City Council, and he's stupefied by it. He can't even believe it's Real, As he says, we're going to literally burn the United States and call for huge policy changes from an anomaly. He can't understand the process. He can't understand the logic. The logic is this. Right, wrong doesn't matter. All that matters is destroying what's hindering communism. And this is a way to do... If you want get communism to progress then take out the law in order that exists in the land and that's exactly what's being proposed and I doubt very much this is the last that we're going to hear of it from the from not just the Minneapolis Police Department but you'll have your your communists running around your Antifa and others at an academic level that are going to start selling this that yeah this is, this is actually a great idea, among all these other ideas that are being literally fired out like arrow after arrow uh, upon this country. Let me be clear on something. You cannot bring about a civil and successful society 
by dismantling the police department. To remove them is to implement anarchy. That's all you're going to be accomplishing. And you want to know what injustice looks like? Allow this to happen. Allow the Minneapolis Police Department to be disbanded. Allow the communists to further continue their agenda and to get more and more of a foothold in this country to become more and more, if it were even possible, of an adversary of the church and its religious freedom. Just allow it to continue and you're going to see some real injustice. Take our police off the street that we have as we know it now. Now certainly, please understand, I don't advocate police brutality. That's insane. They need to be held accountable. And at this moment, because we have law and we have order, that is being implemented. So I in no way stand uh, or support on any level police brutality. But to allow the communists to come in and manipulate the situation, uh, these delusional uh, people that are hell-bent on the promotion of this ideology uh, is beyond foolishness. And, you know, I think of if you want to defund something, you want to disband something, how about we start with Planned Parenthood? How about we start with the most diabolical, evil, killing machine that has ever existed in America? How about we defund them? How about we defund anything that is promoting an agenda that goes against the Holy Word of God? And we as a nation really come to a place of repentance that we turn back to Yeshua, that we humble ourselves before him, that we confess sin, that we say, Lord, we have not been walking you. We've been given into materialism. We've given into idolatry. We have forsaken you. We have done horrific things. We've killed our own children. We've promoted it. We just legalize it. We promoted it. We promoted sexual immorality. If we take that stand, that's when we'll start to see this nation turn back. That's when we'll actually start to see true success. That's when our communities will start feeling love. And they'll start being blessed and they'll start being healed. And so, I mean, that's that stuff is real. That's a solution to a very diabolical problem. You know, I don't care how many programs you attempt to throw at what's going on right now in this country. I don't know whether that that could mean anything, whether you're you're thinking social justice, whether you're thinking the economy, or whatever case it may be, I don't care how many programs you throw at it. I don't care how many organizations like Black Lives Matter come out, it's not going to fix the problem of racism. It's not going to happen. There's only one way that this can be cured and that's in our heart the problem is in our heart here's the deal if you don't know what the real problem is you will never come up with a legitimate solution and in this case i'm telling you the problem in this country is simple whether we're talking about covetousness idolatry sexual immorality hatred racism on and on and on the problem is sin there's only one antidote his name is jesus there's only one we have to get back to Yeshua. We have to. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will ever come to the Father except through me.
There's only forgiveness of sins through him. There's only healing and restoration through his great name. A beautiful name it is. It means salvation. Yeshua means salvation. And so to think that we're going to solve all of these problems outside of the Bible, outside of the Holy Word of God, outside of truth, it simply is to give in to the lie. It's to give in to delusion. This is to take yourself back to the garden and put yourself in Eve's position and the devil telling her, hey, you need to be progressive. You're being oppressed. And it's just interesting because communism teaches that, oh, the reason the nation is oppressed, they need to be set free from this oppression of capitalism, of freedom and liberty. That's totally oppressive. And this is what the devil did in the garden. He said, Eve, you are being oppressed. You need to think outside the box. You need to be progressive. You need to, you need to be set free. And you don't need to be confined with commandments. The holy commandments of God. Did God really say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Oh, you will never die. It'll be fine. I mean, that's... If I didn't even know the story of the Garden of Eden, I would say that's communism. And it is communism because the devil is the author. And again, I'm telling you, I'm not talking about some secular, just simple ideology. I'm talking about a demonic ideology who is a sworn enemy of the gospel. That's, that's what we're talking about here. We don't want this filth in this country. We don't, I don't want to see and hear about any more abortions. I don't want to hear any, about any more racism. I don't want to hear about more hatred. I don't want to hear about sexual immorality. I don't want to hear about covetousness and idolatry. And I don't want to see the, all the idols that we see in this country. I don't want to see any of that. Again, only the gospel is the cure. Only the gospel, and it is beautiful, and it truly brings utopia. It brings love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. All of these beautiful fruits of the Spirit, they pour forth. It has no regrets. One of the most beautiful things about the gospel of Yeshua and the truth of His Word is when you embrace it, you will never regret it. I can tell you right now, all those people, historically, where they were talking about Cambodia, whether we're talking about North Korea, whether we're talking about Russia, whether we're talking about China, those people in, those, in that infancy stage that got sucked into the lie that, yes, communism. And, of course, they rallied the youth, the young ones, who they indoctrinated. And I think about our poor millennials in this age that have absolutely been brainwashed 12 ways from Sunday. It tears me up. It drives me mad to see what they've done. When these people realize what they've been sold, this bill of goods, their life turns into a living hell because they bought the lie. This is communism. This is the devil's agenda. This is giving into Satan's lie on any level. I want to take you to the Gospel of Matthew, and Yeshua talks about the end of the age, that apocalyptic chapter, Matthew 24. He says in verse 10, he says this, And there will be many, or, and then many will be offended, and will betray one another and hate one another. 
Now, Yeshua is talking about this is the beginning of the birth pains of the end of the age. And he says, this is what's going to happen. They're going to betray one another. They're going to hate one another. And man, these words are tangible, are they not? Living in the day and age we are living in right now. People are beginning to hate one. And it's happening all over the world. This is not exclusive to America by a long shot. Hatred is erupting. And he says in verse 12, just jumping ahead, because lawlessness and the very thing communism stands for is breaking law. This is what it's all about. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Why do we see violent riots? Why do we see abortion? Why do we see divorce? Because they have forsaken the law of God. They have embraced lawlessness. They have embraced sin. When you embrace sin, there is no love to draw from. The love will grow cold. And that is the reality. And so the answer to the world's problem isn't lawlessness as is being perpetuated right now. It is the exact opposite. It is true love. It is true Torah. It's true law. To be pro-law is in fact to be pro-Torah, is to be pro-love. And that is a reality. And so when you look at what Yeshua is saying here, we are seeing this tangibly en masse across this country and even the globe. It's like you could superimpose this right on top of Revelation 6. And the second rider who rides on this red horse, who comes and takes peace from the earth. What is the opposite of peace? It's chaos. It's hatred. This is the opposite. Jumping back to verse 6, still in chapter 24. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Okay, this is the beginning as this stuff starts to happen. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Again, I tell you, you know what you could do? You can superimpose this verse right on top of the four horsemen. As you look at what's what's going on, total chaos has broke out. The opposite of peace is war. It's hatred. It's lawlessness. All of these things are happening because nations rising against nation. There's no more peace. This is the rider on the red horse, right? Now, and we could even talk about this. We won't even get into this right now. But notice how he talks about famines in various places. You'll notice, just jumping ahead, the fourth rider who rides on a pale horse, a pale green horse. What is mentioned there is famine. That famine is coming. And so literally you can take Matthew 24 and plop it right on, superimpose that on Revelation 6. Now, given the fact of what Yeshua has just spoken here, 
I want to take you back to Second Chronicles uh, because the statement Yeshua made here was already made before. And so his words are, well, they're recognizable to his audience, which was primarily Jewish in his days. He is saying something that many, well, certainly experts in the law would have picked up on, and certainly students that were listening in synagogue and listening to their mother and father teach them Torah, they would have recognized. See, this statement that Yeshua says in Matthew 24, it comes from a prophecy of Azariah, the son of Oded. And in this prophecy, there are things mentioned here that are extremely powerful. They're extremely beneficial for us that you want to extrapolate out of this and certainly was intended when Yeshua spoke these words. And so for you to feel the full weight of what Yeshua is conveying, I, I want to bring this out. And so let's go back and check out Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1. And we read this. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa, meaning Asa king of Judah, and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now this is mind-blowing to me that here you have the prophet coming out. He's not speaking his words. He is speaking through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is pouring forth right now, and Esau is getting it. It is coming upon him. He's hearing the words of God. And the first thing that he delivers to Esau is that you turn your back on God, you are going to be destroyed. But if you seek him, I mean, you seek him with everything you got, and he'll be found. This is a message for the end of days. This is a prophecy for right now for us. That this is to go out and resound. And basically, what is this? This is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Take heed, Yeshua is coming. And he's coming quickly. And so, super powerful introduction here. Now, continuing on. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. And so he's recognizing we've been in a depraved state. We've been deprived of truth. We haven't been following these things. We are living in sin, okay? But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, and he was found by them. This is the beautiful promise of the word. The word that the Lord has given us. And that word is, if we turn back, if we repent, we will have forgiveness. We will have eternal salvation. We will have hope. And that is something do not let the devil take from you. It is a beautiful truth. Now, we get to the crux of this in verse 5. And in those times, there was no peace. 
Very important because we're getting into the prophecy. There is no peace to the one who went out nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. Not land, lands. This is actually a reference to the earth. It was erupted in total chaos. There was no peace. Peace was taken from it. And we continue. Maybe you'll recognize this. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every adversity. Does that at all sound familiar? Because this is exactly what Yeshua said in Matthew 24. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So Yeshua said this before, just back in 2 Chronicles. And he is the word of the Lord, amen? And so in here, we see God, and we'll get into this in later messages. God troubled them with adversity. And this is exactly what Yeshua is conveying. Matthew 24, this apocalyptic thing, literally all hell is going to break loose. Hell is going to be unleashed upon the world. The riders go forth. Uh, the first on the white horse, the second on the red horse, and totally takes peace from the earth. And there's all out, there's wars all over the place. There's no peace. Nation is rising against nation. Persons, people rising against people. Kingdom against kingdom. And so this is what's happening. Now continuing on in verse 7. But you... So this is the Spirit of God speaking to Asa. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Okay, so here you have the world is falling apart. Asa, the world's falling apart you know, around you. Don't be concerned about it. Don't let it get to you. Don't let your hands become weak and feeble. Hold the line. Stand fast. Seek the Lord. Be strong in Him. This is the commission. Well, that's interesting because as we go back to Matthew 24, this is what we read in verse 6. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. The exact same thing that is being conveyed in this prophecy to Oded or uh, Azariah, the son of Oded, is exactly what Yeshua is bringing in this apocalyptic chapter in Matthew 24. That is for us. It is for us today, and again, I tell you, it is more tangible now than it has ever been before. And Yeshua says, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And so you can jump back to verse 7 in Second Chronicles and be reminded, we will be rewarded. For us sticking with Yeshua, for us picking up our cross and following him, guess what? There will be a reward. It's coming. Don't lose heart. Focus on him. Stay focused. Don't get distracted. Stay focused on him. And he is going to bring you through this. This absolute insanity that we see happening today. Verse 8. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin. Do you see what happened when he heard those beautiful words of the Holy Spirit that he is supposed to be strong despite the world's falling apart no hold the line you be strong those words permeated he took those words in his heart and what happened he got strong he took courage 
in the word of the Lord. That's what he had because everything else has fallen apart. So he took courage in the word of the Lord. He didn't let it get to him. This was the thing. And this is the response that you must have. As I'm going through all this information, this information isn't about striking fear into the hearts of people. It's about we're to be aware. Yeshua prophesied. This stuff was coming. And we'll get into more stuff, a little bit more stuff in Revelation as well. But he prophesied this stuff's coming. We're supposed to understand this. But no way, if we're going to stand on the gospel, we cannot let fear rule us. Yeshua's on the throne. No matter what happens in this life, no matter what happens here, focus on, don't take your eyes off of him, focus on him. He's in power. He's in control. His name is great. He has the power to save us. And he is good. He is good. We can trust him. We can trust his word. And so, as we look at this statement, when Yeshua says, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, all hell is going to break loose, you know what? See that you are not troubled. We have a decision to make today. You can either let these words sink down into your heart, or you're going to come unglued. You are not going to make it through this. I'm telling you, this is all being set up. The mark of the beast, when, when you're put to the test to whether you're going to obey the commandments of God or you're going to take the mark, and we'll talk about that more, you're not going to make the right decisions. And I gotta, I'm going to tell you right now, what terrifies me is that to way far too much of the church has already compromised and sold their soul by walking away from the law of God by walking away from the commandments, and they're preaching another Jesus. They're not preaching the authentic Jesus that said, do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. These pastors have gone out, and they've, they've assimilated into the world and behaving like the world and are more concerned about not offending the world than they are about not offending God. And that's messed up. We are living in some very troubling times to see this on spiritual levels where the church is being gutted by demons, by demonic ideologies, by demonic theologies that are perverting the grace of God, which we were warned, that, that Jude warned us that they're going to turn the grace of God into lewdness. And, and, and here we are today, and we're, we're seeing it again en masse. And so with that said, I just, uh, I pray that the Lord does a real work in your heart. Um, you humble yourself, you call upon the name of Yeshua, watch the Holy Spirit fill you. You will have strength. You may not have strength right now for what's coming. This stuff may be keeping you up at night. If you give your heart wholeheartedly and trust in the Lord, I promise you, you will have the strength to do things and to endure things you never thought imaginable.